1: Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Uh, we are here at uh, Guest Thursday and we have very special guest uh, of ours here from uh, Denver, Colorado area, uh, Brad good morning. and Latisha Hawk- nice Hawkins. Nice to have
2: people right in your studio, right? Yeah, uh,
1: here in my studio here in uh, the Denver Tech Center and you guys don't live too far from here, right? Uh, no, not too far. It was snowing, so it took us a little longer than we thought, but yep. not too far. <laughs> Yeah, we were even thinking about uh, if it gets bad, we could do Zoom. But eh, you guys can—you're Coloradans—you can handle this, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, tell us first of all where exactly, you know, do you live, and and uh, uh, what's your what's your geography? And I think your office is in Lakewood, right? Or we Coleman?
3: we have uh, our our home is in Arvada, um, and we have uh, an office in. Um, Golden, and another office up in west, Westminster, okay. um, and so we just kind of bounce
1: around that little community right there. Yeah, so this is, uh, if you think of downtown Denver, if you've been here at all, it's it's west toward the mountain where Golden's are, is, and uh, uh, Lakewood, and Arvada, and Westminster is all uh, right next to Golden, a little bit north of Uh, Denver, uh, I-70 kind of goes south of that, near north of that, so.
3: Right, pushed up against the mountains. It's a a beautiful
1: little area right there. Yeah. Um, Rough
2: life, but somebody's got to do it, huh? (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) So uh, we're just uh, rejoicing you get to be here, and uh, we've known them now for several years and uh, got exposure into the ministry. So first of all, uh, why don't you each share, how did you each come to know Christ? you want to share?
2: Sure. Um, So, I went forward um, at a vacation Bible school when I was three years old, (laughs) and I remember walking forward
3: um,
2: Mm. and um, deciding that I wanted Jesus in my heart.
3: Just so you know, she
1: said, maybe I should say four so people will believe me, but...
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I was actually three, so... Well, the um, good news
1: is she actually could walk when she
2: was (laughs) (laughs) I could walk, and I remember. So um, then, so I've been a Christian my whole life. Um, Grew up in a Christian home and uh, went to, started Christian schools in the third grade. and And... What
1: city is this in?
2: In Arvada, Golden. Arvada. So
1: you're here. You're a native Colorado.
2: Yes. So lived here my whole life, and um, so yeah. So knew about Jesus, and went on my first missions trip when I was 15, and so was always doing things um, to know Jesus better and have Him be part of my life. So. Wow,
1: that's really neat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What um, uh, do you go on to college then?
2: Um, I actually did college for a little bit and then I did YWAM and did there. had decided that I wanted to do um, third world medicine and went to the Philippines for a while wow. and then decided I didn't want to do third world medicine. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I came back and So I didn't finish school, but that was the goal—was to be a nurse. Yeah,
1: great. Okay, Brad, how about you? How did you come into Christ?
3: Um, You know, I I grew up in a church where every Sunday there was an altar call. So I'm not sure which one of those uh, (laughs) um, was the one that took. But uh, um, you know, I've I, I I honestly don't remember when. Uh, I've had people tell me, well, if you can't remember your salvation story, then you're probably not saved, but I'm pretty sure I am, but um, okay. But it's been a it's been a long journey as well. I went to a church that Was that we I grew up in Golden So we grew up about 15 minutes
1: from each other and never knew each other which was an amazing part of the story So are you native Colorado too? I am wow. yeah, I grew up in that's in, that's very rare by the way, Kathy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, two natives right.
3: um, and uh, I my parents, uh, they they learned to know of Christ, and they had a little bit of a long journey through that process. Uh, and some friends that are actually dear friends of mine even to this day, um, their parents came and witnessed to my parents, oh. and that uh, that kind of brought them through this journey of going to church. And, and while they were figuring it out, I was in the background figuring it out as they went, and, and I went down multiple times and realized if I didn't go down, I was going to go to hell, and that sounded like a really bad place to go. <laughs> so, um, but after that, I, I, they ended up putting me in a Christian school, and, and it really has been part of my life as long as I can remember.
1: Mm. Mm. That's great. And then, uh, did you, you get on going to college then?
3: I went, uh, got a degree in theology at first. I thought I was going to be a pastor, and uh, I did a missions trip after that degree, and and I was going to multiple different missions organizations, and I was helping everybody figure out how, as a just right out of Bible school, how to figure out their finances, and I was sitting on a pier one night before, or the day before I was coming home, and I just felt like. God said, and I didn't even know God could talk to you at the time, after going to Mm. get a degree in theology, believe it or not, and uh, I just felt like God said, go back to college. And I Mm. I was like, I'm done with college. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I went and got a degree in business and finance, and started an investment company after that, and kind of started an entrepreneurial
1: journey through that process. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, Okay, so now... um, your uh, believers how did you two meet and what led you to be attracted to each other and, and get married
2: um, so we were going to the same church um, in the same college and career group and we knew of each other and we had gone to this um, like college and career retreat weekend where you go and hear speakers and um And so there was a whole bunch of us, whole bunch of girls in the dorm room, and they were all talking about the most eligible bachelors. And (laughs) my friend and I weren't—we weren't talking with them. We were sitting on um, on a bed, just listening to them and kind of laughing at their conversation. (laughs) And easy to do. Yeah. (laughs) And they were talking about Brad and then another friend of mine, Mike, and about how they were the most eligible bachelors. But they didn't know how to catch them and so my friend and I had stopped by and kind of chatted with them and and I had said you know if I find out any info for you girls I'll let you know and so that night after the speaker I don't know what came over me but I went up to Brad and said hey so what are you looking for in a wife
0: Story. That is there we go. I like
1: it.
2: <laughs> So, because I thought I could take the information back to the girls and help them out.
1: Right. You had your notepad, right? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> know.
2: And so we ended up talking for hours.
3: It seemed, yeah, it was all night. We we
2: week. just kept on talking, mm-hmm. and so then, like a week later, he asked me out, and so then the girls weren't real happy with me because. I snagged him, and that was <laughs> that was kind of it. We just then were dating, and then decided to get married, and that was it.
3: It was it was actually pretty amazing. I'll, I'll tell you, I I had dated a, a lot of different types of girls, a lot of different types of people, and 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 uh, as I went through that process, one of the most frustrating things that I just I felt like I was the tour director all the time. I was like having to plan everything. I was holding the conversation. I had lists of questions that I had to ask, that it was never a a game of ping pong. It was always baseball. I just hit the ball and they'd bring the ball back. And it was like, let's talk back and forth. And and it was so fun for me to spend this entire evening having a full conversation, just enjoying each other's company. And I thought, Mm. This girl is amazing. Uh, I'm not going to let her go. <laughs> so it was it was quite fun. Wow.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're and your what 20s now? They're both in your 20s. Mm-hmm. I had
3: graduated from uh, college the second time at, at that point, and so yeah, I was probably 25 maybe. Okay.
2: And this was post YWAM <clears throat> for you, Letitia, Or um, where was that? After yeah, after YWAM. I actually. The day I came home from the Philippines, it was my 21st birthday, and my our friend, mutual friend Mike, invited him to my 21st birthday party. And he was like, ah, "I don't know who she is. I'm not going to go." <laughs> <laughs> I've
3: I've uh, been reminded of that multiple times. Yes. <laughs> uh, so
2: so after that, so that retreat was that next November. So.
1: And then after you started dating, how long before you uh, you know went through your engagement and marriage? How long was that? How long did that
2: take? A year and a half.
1: year and a half. Yeah. Okay. So you get married, uh, and we'll talk about your career in a second. And then, um, so how many years have you been married now, and children? How many children you got?
3: We are um, minutes away from 30. So just Congratulations. a few <laughs> days away. Beautiful. We yeah, just so.
2: celebrated 30 on February 27th. Oh, oh great! That same spot. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Ours is you March too. 27th, so we're just a month away. That's awesome. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So we have four kids. Um, we two girls and two boys, and um, two are married, and one is engaged and getting married in two weeks. Mm. And so, and then Amen. we Our have.
3: Last is living out of the country and we're excited to see him come home for the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. That'd
1: be great. Where's he living? Is he? The Philippines. Philippines, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. So, um, got married, have four children, uh, always lived in Colorado, right? Yes.
3: Yeah, went away to school, um, came back here and and you know when you when you start a business in a location you're not free to just pick up and move so we've been planted here for a long
1: time. Yeah. Yeah. So, walk us through briefly to your though. career. Uh, got out of school. You kind of gone into entrepreneurial stuff. Tell us a little bit about that, and then what you're doing now.
3: So, uh, got out of school. Did did a few. Um, worked at a non nonprofit for a while, and then got a job at an investment company for a while, and uh, and a different investment. And finally, I got to the place where I said, I'm just going to start my own thing. So I
0: hmm.
3: um, on we. Brought home our second child and I started a business at the same time not a wise choice by the way (laughs) That was not easy But I I do feel like you know at the time I wasn't just sitting there asking God what to do But I feel like God led me through that process and I can look at different circumstances that Took place to draw us to that place and and I got to tell you Tish was so gracious in that process of helping Uh, build that business and and it became quite a substantial business. It uh, ran the thing for 20 years and it became a a very meaningful investment company and um, ended up leaving that and uh, then we ended up starting up multiple other companies and so we currently have um, two wedding venues in Tish and our kids are very involved in in running those, and I'm running in a uh, cybersecurity company uh, and internet control management company, and so that kind of absorbs a lot of a lot of my time. And so, but we do do a lot of other entrepreneurial work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love the idea of. Being able to start something that's never existed uh hire people put them to work pay them very well uh, and and influence them you know we have multiple employees that uh that didn't have any idea who what a relationship with christ was all about and and now they're walking with christ and that's very meaningful to me yeah uh, not only are they very successful at their work, but uh, you know, we'll spend eternity with them,
1: which is really fun for us. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, uh, I know I visited your <coughs> uh, venue, do you own that, own that building? Uh,
3: we leased building? We lease the building from uh, from a, a, another company that uses the warehouse space, okay. so we lease that space and um, so th- that's,
1: it works very well that way, yeah. it takes it's a lot of risk out of the mix. Yeah, it's a magnificent place, uh, beautiful. Um, uh, place to have meetings and, and, and weddings and all that just magnificent and then you were you were certainly happy when the uh, uh, COVID uh, restrictions got released right? <laughs> you know it was it was really interesting
3: during COVID because you're we own two uh, two venues um, the, the majority of what we do is weddings uh, and our other space that I don't know if you've seen but it it's a large place. I mean, the max is out at 450 people, which mm. is a good size for a wedding. And um, you know, being shut down for that is quite a quite a jolt. Yeah. Uh, but what they would do is they would create rules around how you can gather as as people. And um, God just kept giving us ideas on how to make it work with the rules that they were providing. Yeah. And we we did events almost all the way through that following all the rules if we're, wow. if we're able to gather 50 people then we gather 50 people and and uh, if we do two events on our property we do two events and put one in a wedding tent and one in our building or or um, we had you know plexiglass. Tunnels that people have to walk through, or you know, whatever it is that <laughs> that needed to take place to follow those rules, and I just felt like, you know, my staff—we never laid off anybody. Mm. We kept them in place the entire time because they're family. They they trust us, and and we felt it was very important that they they know that we're going to bend over backwards for. We're not going to just throw them out to the wolves if if uh, um, you know if if we don't have to. I mean, we're going to do everything we can to keep them in place. And we just kept figuring out ways to make money and make the process work. And so God was gracious. It was really kind of funny. We sit down at our meetings and everybody thinks, okay, we're shut down totally. We're all going home. And we come up with another game plan that our county would would
1: approve because we're following their guidelines. So it was amazing. Yeah. So did you... uh uh, since they can only have 50, uh, did you help the bride and groom say, I can help you who not to and bite? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, uh,
3: it wasn't that easy. There was a lot of tears, I know, on the other end of the phone. Yeah. But uh, we just say, here's, here's the guidelines if you want to get married now. Uh, if not, we'll push it out until this is over. But if you want to get married now, these are the guidelines. You have 50 people and... Uh, we had one event that they actually came in in shifts, and, and that was that was genius. <laughs> Ooh, great, that. Yeah. You know, some people show up for the for the uh, ceremony, and other people show up for the party. And okay. so it kind of ended up being the older generation was at the ceremony, and <laughs> the younger generation was at the party. But what, whatever the, whatever worked. But our idea was to say uh, yes. Now, how do we how do we fulfill on that? Yeah, beautiful. And Have how's your you guys house?
2: hit, my understanding is the wedding industry, um, post COVID has had this huge backlog. And so then there's just been multiple weddings constantly, okay. um, has that started to settle yet or are you still sitting in the midst of making up all that
3: ground? Um, I, uh, I don't know if it's settled, uh, that year after they released things, it was probably our best year yet. Uh, right. that's, last year was a very good year. Uh, this year is ramped up to be just like last year, uh, Mm -hmm. we're booked out for a couple of years. And so, um, you know, God is definitely blessing that business. And I think what he's, what he's blessing is the honor of uh, people honoring the, the aspect of being married. And, you know, in today's world, you know, who needs to get married? Let's just live with each other until we don't want to be married anymore. Right. and and god's honoring that i believe by just saying hey let's let's make this work so
1: yeah um and we got to know each other through uh heath cardi who's been who's been a guest and uh they're part of a group uh that has been meeting how long you guys been meeting
3: oh goodness um we've been doing things for probably 10 years
1: yeah yeah so they've been they've been a small group for about 10 years and uh three years ago or so, um, Heath um, had come to a retreat through another organization and said, man, I, uh, this really made an impact in me. i got to bring my small group to that. Um, and then that's when we met you and you got really exposed to uh, abiding in unity. Talk a little bit about what happened to you when you, came and experienced that and, and then began to you know live it out. Uh, what what happened as you guys got exposed to something that was really terrific for you? <clears throat> you know,
3: a, a, a little bit of a backstory to that is we were sitting around a fire pit, uh, actually during COVID. Um, we weren't supposed to gather, but we snuck together. Was that at your venue? <clears throat> no, it was actually at one of our homes. Okay. We, were, we were just sitting and having some, uh, enjoying the fire. At the, uh, and Heath was telling us about this experience he had with Abiding, right. and he didn't quite know what to make of it yet. He was trying to <laughs> figure it out. He was a little bit confused. He was, uh, he was really trying to get us to help him figure it out, saying, you know, just, does God really speak that way anymore? And and as we sat around the fire pit, um, yeah. we we just discussed what would God do if there was six families that just simply said yes to what God said. Yeah. <laughs> what, what could God That's do good. with that? How how would he how would that affect his 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 end game for him? And you know and, and there was a lot of discussion around you know gosh you know if God would just tell me how to handle this and how to handle this um, but really the end goal was to say you know we want to put aside what it is that our our idea is because if God has a better idea let's do it yeah <laughs> and so that's that's how the idea came to say gosh why don't we just all go and spend time so um, But yes, we we made it down there, and we were quite quite surprised. I mean, it wasn't anything like I expected. No. Mm -hmm. So, but tell tell what you thought.
2: I think, for me, the thing with abiding, and being a Christian your whole life, that you think you're always trying to have devotion time, always trying to make your Bible time work. And I had always tried like the year of the Bible plans and you know, all the plans that you do, um, being in a lot of women's Bible studies and always trying to make that a daily habit, but failing a lot. And so I remember thinking you had said something like, if you just gave this like 15, 20 minutes a day, you know, Mm -hmm. that." that could make a real difference and i was thinking to myself yeah i could 15 20 minutes a day i can do that that's that's something that's doable and the very first day that i did it i was like okay if i just get 20 minutes and didn't look at my watch or look at anything just did it and when i stood up it was like 40 minutes later and i was like "Mm -hmm. okay i can do this (laughs) and it
1: works yeah yeah
0: so.
2: There's so much more life to it than you right. realize. Right,
3: right, right. And and my journey was was uh, you know I was sitting there and I went through a myriad of emotions listening to all the scriptures that that you would bring out, and and I would I would listen to those scriptures and say yeah that's a great scripture. Um, doesn't apply to me. I mean, look at my circumstances in some cases, or whatever the case is, and and, and I would just find myself in this place of saying, "I love scripture. I, I have a degree in theology. Goodness, and, for, and I, I understand these things. I've heard them all my life. How can this be any different?" Right, well, and. Uh, And then you got into journaling. I'm like, I hate journaling. I mean, that's just (laughs) dumb. (laughs) Uh, But but I'm like, you know what? Here's the deal is that I've agreed that I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this with these guys. And I'm either going to do it and find success, or I'm going to do it and at least say that I did it. Right. And so I started doing my... My abiding and, and I had the same experience where I would just be like, "This is amazing." I ended up setting up like three little abiding stations in my home, so that if there's people over in this part, I would find this part and and <laughs> and I, I I to this day I have these little stands with extra Bibles so that I don't have to pull them out. They're just and it just is quick and easy for me to be able to to find what's going on. But I was the same way where I would go through all kinds of different Bible studies and different things like that. And what I've found, and this is quite important to me, is that I would always read the Bible for the purpose of getting the job done. You know, completing that oh. aspect of things, check-marking it. You know, I'd get through and say, okay, I need to read a chapter, quick. Because you know, I have, <laughs> That's I, have a a task. I gotta get going, right? <laughs> and, and I'd get through it, and you know, if I come across something I didn't understand, uh, I would skip it. I figure somebody else would need to figure that out. I just need to go, and uh, you know, and, and I would be checking my list on everything that I need to do in a day. Today, it's like I get the opportunity to read the Bible side by side with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Holy right. Spirit's like, Aww. oh, look at this. Did you did you see that? And when I get something that I don't understand, I just stop everything and say. Okay, I got to figure this out, right. and and I could spend two weeks on one verse, really digging in, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, "That's it, that you you've got it." Now let's go. Yeah. And so it's been a completely different experience in reading the Bible, but it's the difference between getting a job done and having a relationship and a friendship with the Holy Spirit side by side, saying, "Hey, let's do this together."
1: Right. Right. And that's the uh, you know, the beautiful uh, difference is that, you know, you kind of phrased it well, is that, well, you could spend a couple weeks on on one thing, and it's not like, well, I read it okay. It's, I need to receive the truth of this. And the Spirit says, well, stay with me, yeah. and I'll, I'll receive it, but don't walk away from this until you do, right. you know, and then two weeks later, it's like, oh, got it, you know, and yeah, I got it, you know. and. And, and guess what? And then you could express this, but how did you feel during that two weeks? I, honestly,
3: I've, when I'm going through that process, I'm really excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 you, you made a comment that really changed everything for me in reading scripture. And, and that comment, that I, I get choked up whenever I think about it, is that God has secrets in his Bible. Right, right. And mm-hmm. he wants to reveal those secrets to his children, right? And you think about it, all of his parables. I mean, they're all secret-driven, yeah. And but if you have the Holy Spirit, he's he's saying, "Hey, look at this, look at this," and and that's what I see when I'm going through the scriptures. Is like, I'm I'm popping onto these little golden secrets everywhere mm-hmm. that is like that makes sense to me. I, I mean, I could tell you all. I could waste an entire um, podcast telling you some <laughs> of the secrets that that yeah. is just so fun. Yeah. But it's, it's like the Holy Spirit's as excited as I am, right next
1: to me saying, look, look, look here. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. and that's really, the, it's life, it's excitement. And uh, uh, next session, we want to talk a little bit more about uh, what does that really look like for you with journaling and understanding and the beauty of it. And then uh, also about, I know that you've learned um, um, what it means to go to unity and discover god's will because you've had lots of i know lots of questions and and big uh, things that needed to be answered yeah. that you've actually walked into and it was it was a joy for linda and i to just see you do it because uh, we knew god would get it to you and you had a heart to go and you know it's pretty it's pretty amazing really where you are and we can see the joy in it so we'll we'll uh, pick this up again uh, next session um and thank you so much for Uh, joining us here in the snowy day in Colorado. and uh, Kathy will uh, pick it up again uh, next week. Uh, They'll be on for session two, and we'd love to hear more of their story uh, and express the excitement that we can see in their faces of what it means to walk with God.
2: Excellent. Thanks so much for joining us, and thank you, Brad and Letitia, for sharing part of your story with us. Looking forward to next week. Have a great day, everyone.
0: Yep, we'll see you then. Thanks.